to Apostates Anonymous, the show you turn to when you're no longer a heretic. I'm your host, Matthew J. DiStefano, and for the next hour, I'll be your Sherpa to nowhere in particular. Nowhere in particular. what's going on everyone it's another friday well i'm recording this on a wednesday actually but you're listening on a friday or later it is another edition of football fridays not that football um it's uh it's been a wild week a wild week in the premier league yet again we will get into that in today's episode but before we do that, just want to give a huge shout out to all my Patreon supporters who support this show and support the work that I am doing. Uh, appreciate the $1, the $5, the $10 donations and up, upwards of 50 and 100 even. So thank you, thank you, thank you. You make content like this possible. So if you want to jump on that bandwagon, patreon.com slash mjdistefano. Don't just gloss over that. It's really important. It uh, it keeps me going. So if you want to donate, that'd be awesome. You're going to unlock a lot of cool shit. All my thoughts and all my thoughts and prayers. <laughs> all my thoughts. Got videos. I've got books. I've got articles all in there just exclusively for my Patreon supporters. Also, huge shout out to everyone who's buying the Bonfire Sessions Autumn. Like, for real, y'all. Number one, new release in theology. It was ranked as high as number four overall in theology. Number five in faith and spirituality. All three of the installments of the Bonfire Sessions booklets were in the top 30 of their categories on Amazon. So get it. If you haven't got it, get it. The reviews are all really good. Uh, It's 99 cents on Kindle. You can get spring, summer, and autumn for uh, $3 total. So head on over to Amazon. I'll link in the show notes. I'll also link to my Patreon page for those who are in the giving mood. And it's coming up on the Christmas season. Tis the season. And it's better to give than receive, right? And that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to give here. And then, you know, if I can get some back, that'd be great. That'd be fucking great. So we've got a good one for you today. We've got a good one. We're going to give Dylan Neighbor Cruz a call and listen to him bitch moan and complain about his Liverpool who dropped points to Everton in a in a draw and I I'll, I'll give it to him that shouldn't have been a draw <laughs> Everton should have got their lot, lot, first loss which I predicted I predicted they would I was wrong but not without the help I think of VAR and uh, Jordan Pickford's scissor kicks Van Dyke Probably arguably, I'll say arguably the best defender in European football done for the year. I think ACL uh, in a nasty, nasty tackle that didn't get any card, no penalty. I mean, nothing, nothing. So uh, unfortunate day for the Reds. And and as I'll get into it after our call, unfortunate day for Tottenham in the way we had that draw. So without further ado... Let's see if we can't get a hold of Dylan. Uh, 
Hey, this is Dylan Cruz. Hey, what's up? This is Matt DeStefano. And uh, is are you ready for a bitch fest? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, I thought I'd be buzzing um, on this uh, on this call because Spurs were up three nil, and we were cruising, and uh, we ended up with a fucking draw. So I, I'm a little bit gutted right now. I yeah, I would have had a hard time not throwing something through the TV. <laughs> yeah, it's just it seems like the same old shit. I don't know. Uh, it's got to drive Mourinho nuts to uh, give up three goals after the 80th minute. Oh yeah, yeah, three goals in eight minutes. That's um, that's what Ancelotti called uh, six minutes of madness when Liverpool did it to AC Milan in 2005. Uh, it's a 90 minute match, and full credit to West Ham for not giving up. Um, I certainly didn't think a David Moyes managed side had three goals in eight minutes in them, but here we are. Well, yeah, I mean, the set, the first one was a set piece and it was, it was, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I like Sanchez sometimes, but Davison Sanchez is, I don't know. He's just, he's got to be their worst defender. I mean, and I mean, as far as uh, center backs go, I mean, he was lazy on that one. He had the own goal and it's like, I don't know what Winks was doing on the last goal. Land, I mean, take nothing away from Lanzini. That hit was it could be a goal of the year. Yeah. But why doesn't Winks just thump the ball away? Why is he trying to play through the middle with I mean it's the last kick of the game. Right. Well, yeah, situational awareness. It's like yesterday when Trent Alexander-Arnold got caught up up the pitch and uh, whoever it was for Everton put in the cross that Calvert-Lewin scored on. I mean, uh, Alexander-Arnold was nowhere to be seen. Yeah. And fucking annoying, but, you know, he does so many good things that uh, that's going to happen every once in a while, but still. Yeah, it's going to happen every once in a while. It just seems like, I don't know. I don't know that the Premier League this year is weird. Like, schoolboy errors all over the place. Goals and goals and goals. Everyone's leaking goals and some some of the most horrendous mistakes. Yeah, I, it. I've heard the pundits talking about the the lack of a crowd seems to be um, changing the way they play a lot, and and maybe the players just are not used to not hearing man on or you know hearing the crowd alert them to the fact that there's something dangerous about to happen defensively. Uh, I don't know, but th- yeah, there's been some crazy crazy games uh, this season, and yesterday's. Derby match was one of the craziest things I've ever seen in 20 plus years of watching the Premier League. I yeah, just... let's talk, let's talk about that match because it, it must have gutted you. Um, obviously, the Van Dyke injury really hurts. Well, the, the completely absurd thing is that that Jordan Pickford stayed on the pitch after that. I mean, there is not anybody in football right now that thinks that that was anything other than a straight red card. And is, it, is the only reason he didn't go off is because it's offside? Well, apparently they said they were so busy looking at the offside that they didn't check the red card. And the article that I read today said Michael Oliver didn't see the incident, which is just mind boggling to me. Uh, because now that if that's consistent with his referee's report, then the FA could retrospectively uh, take action. And, and ban Pickford for three matches. But Liverpool just lost the best defender in the world 
for the rest of the season and Pickford's not even been booked. I, I just, I just do not fucking understand that uh, at all. And, and the offsides, I'm sorry. If you need four minutes and technology that's so precise that it can do a fraction of a millimeter to call offside, then that shit's ridiculous. Yeah, the, the whole point of offside is, is so you don't quote unquote cherry pick. Right. I mean, and so if you're getting down to the millimeter, I mean, you kind of defeat the, the point of the rule anyway. Yeah, exactly. And, and if he was, if he was offside, then it's no penalty, but you can still take action on a reckless play, even right. though no penalty was given. But on neither one of the, pictures that they showed from both of the completely absurd offside decisions that marred that game. Uh, could anybody tell what part of the body was offside? Yeah. The second one I thought was worse. The one at the end. Oh my God. I, I mean, just, I, I, I did not understand how that was called offside. No, nobody does because there was a foot from the, the Everton player that was not directly next to, um, Whoever the fuck they said was offside. Now I can't remember because my brain was just melting down <laughs> yesterday. Um, but there was an Everton defender's foot that was clearly visible behind the attacker. And I, it's just, it was patently absurd. That was daylight robbery. And I mean, Everton were not in that match. We were dominating that match. And the fact that, that, Two completely atrocious decisions, the like of which I have seldom seen, uh, took the three points away is, is mind-boggling. I mean, a number of years ago, I think it was Darren Bent scored a goal against Liverpool for Sunderland, and it, and they ended up winning 1-0. And the ball literally deflected off of a beach ball that had come onto the pitch. Oh, yeah, and yeah, they, yeah. And they counted it as a good goal. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, that shouldn't happen. Well, this kind of thing shouldn't happen either. I, I don't, I just can't believe that, uh, whoever was sitting at the, um, VAR booth, wherever it is, looked at that and said, yeah, that's offside. No, no goal. Just absolutely shocking. Yeah. Go, um, the, this whole VAR thing is, uh, kind of astounding because we have angles upon angles upon angles. And if Michael Oliver said he didn't see the Pickford incident, shouldn't VAR pick that up? Well, yeah. And that, but they said they were so busy looking at the offside that they didn't check the but, foul. But all of us, everyone watching the game, and I have no dog in the fight, saw what Pickford did and and said, "Holy fuck, that's a red!" Like it was like a it was like a two leg like jump into the dude's knee. Like everyone yeah. saw that. How did they not see it? I don't understand that. Yeah, I, I don't know, and and they're checking for offside because it's a foul that would be a penalty. Sure. So they know that there was a foul that took place, sure. but they didn't think to look to see if it was reckless. I, I don't think I've ever seen a challenge like that um, where it was that high up, scissor uh, right on the knee. Um, and then the Richarlison one that caught Tiago, that was ugly as hell too. That was and, bad too. And Richarlison's got that in it that he's got that sort of see red become a nutter kind of in his in his game, and he always has. But 
I mean, he, he'll be lucky not to get an additional uh, a ban, I would think. Um, yeah, they they should have had two reds in that game. Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, Ancelotti does not send his players out to do shit like that. That's, that's I, I know that. I mean, he's he's a class manager. Um, and, and full credit to Everton, they are playing a lot better than they have in years. But still, they were, n- other than the mistake that led to the, the, um, the goal for, uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin, they, they weren't in the match at all. I mean, we were dominating the proceedings. Uh, it is just really frustrating to, to come away with only a point from that. Just well, and, and and to and to lose your your best defender. I mean, like you said, the world's best defender. I, I mean, I don't know. You probably know more than I do about Liverpool, but this is coming off of a game where you gave up seven goals to Aston Villa, and now I, you yeah, lose, I, and now you lose Van Dyke. It's like, ooh, shit. Yeah, and our now our third choice center back is a guy that's like nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's he's got a lot of he's got a lot of upside and a lot of potential. He's looked good in the couple of matches that he played in the cups, um, but you know we're going to be a little bit thin at the back now. Uh, having Joel Matt to come back um, yesterday was was really good. Gomez has been in a bit of a funk uh, since the restart, and um, you know. He, I think he, re- he's a, he's an outstanding footballer, but I think he really benefits from Van Dyke's presence back there. Uh, yeah, Virgil's the kind of player that makes everybody around him better. That's what I was just about to say. Yeah, who wouldn't? <laughs> um, and you know, but that that match against Aston Villa, I, 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 I have no, I have no words. I, I had literally no idea what the hell happened in that match, <laughs> other than they kept playing too high a line and every time and they were given the ball away in a way that I haven't seen uh, in many, many years from a Liverpool team. Um, and I thought that they played as if they were going to just cakewalk it. You know, right. here we are the Premier League champions and here's a team that just barely avoided relegation. So we're going to come in here and dominate. And I thought a little bit of arrogance and complacency creeped in and full credit to, uh, Villa for uh, Dean Smith and Jack Grealish and that uh, what's his name that scored the hat trick? Yeah, Watson just, or Watkins? Yeah, yeah, they just fucking annihilated us. And and Jurgen Klopp said after that match, that might be the most important match all season. If we learn from that, that's that'll make that an important match. But if we don't, then we're screwed. Um, so hopefully they've learned from it. Uh, they came out on fire yesterday, looking like they had learned from it, and we all know what happened then. Uh, very just diabolical defending in one match and diabolical officiating in the next. I just yeah. don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, not, I'm never one to um, to put the onus on the refs. You, you know, you still, but there. Are, it seems like there are been there've been a couple matches this year, especially where it's like. There's no other explanation except except to put it on the refs. Yeah, well, I watched the uh, Brighton uh, Crystal Palace match this morning. Yeah, and Crystal Palace won the softest penalty I've oh, it, ever seen given. It was so bad. I mean, I mean, 
that kid Lampety, he he's he's an exciting player. But he's, Texas, he's, four, foot, he's, he's four foot three. <laughs> exactly. He's no bigger than a minute, as we would say in Texas. And and um, Batsway is a big unit. That's a big dude. You're telling me that that guy puts his arm on you and you fall like that? Yeah. And then later in the match, uh, Lamptey is running down the wing and gets barreled over by much more significant contact than than his alleged contact on uh to give away the penalty and there was no foul given and and you had to feel for the guy because he's like are you fucking kidding me you called me for a penalty at one end but now when i get completely taken out on uh by being shoved at a full run it's not a foul at all it, it was it was crazy and and palace created absolutely nothing that match and brighton were all over them um they didn't they didn't get enough shots on goal but there's no way that's a draw Unless uh, that penalty is given, which was a was a joke, it was an absolute joke. Right, and 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 my thing is that you're going to make mistakes, you're going to make calls that are bad, but it's the consistency that I don't understand. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's it's been the consistency this year, and 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 of course, then you've got the handball rule that has just been a fucking joke that everyone says is a joke. Yeah, I, you know, if you if you've got your arms and they're in the silhouette of your body then it's not handball. They they called a penalty against the Philadelphia Union the other night, and the dude's arm was literally hugging his rib cage. And he got and and and, it, and the ball hit him. And and because of this new fucking rule, like you said, um, if it hits your hand, it's a penalty. Well, come on. Let's let's plug in our common sense mechanisms a little bit. Again, yeah, again, it's it's like the whole rule is there to prevent you doing something like swatting the ball or, you know, do getting your hand in the way on purpose. Like if you can't do anything about it, that's not, that's just too harsh. It takes away the integrity of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Like Jack Robinson today in the Sheffield United uh, match against, oh geez, my brain just went soft. Uh, uh, Fulham. Thank you. His, his arm was above his head. Like he was trying to answer a question in class. I mean, that's, that's clearly a penalty. You know, um, that thing that happened in the in the Tottenham match, that's oh, come on, people. Really? Oh, yeah. With Eric, Dyer, <laughs> he's looking the other way. He gets shoved while he's in midair. His yeah, arms that, come I mean, that's, like anyone's arms would. Yeah, that's 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 absurd. And, you know, they're going to have to take a look at things like that. Uh, they're going to have to take a look at things like the the offside rule now where they don't raise the flag, even if it's obvious to everybody. That's just that's got to stop too, because if people play on and then somebody gets hurt and then the flag goes up, well, that shit wouldn't have happened if if the flag had just gone up when you could tell the guy's two yards offside or whatever. Um, save it for when when you just can't tell. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, it 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 really is ridiculous. Well, even in the Palace game today, they there was a goal ruled off uh, for offside and they had to take a long time to look at it. So to me, that's not clear and obvious. Um, and maybe it should have counted, but that was literally the only attack that, that palace put together uh, in the whole damn match. I can't imagine being uh, a crystal palace supporter. I just can't. That <laughs> they, the, the football that Roy Hodgson continues to play is just, 
Hodgson continues to play is just so dire. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's some, some teams some teams are just dreadful to watch. I don't care if you're rooting for them or not. It's just like, oh my god, this is what's the point? Yeah, I can't imagine being <laughs> Wilf Zaha. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I don't think he's like a world class player by any stretch of the imagination. I'd say he's a like a pretty medium sized fish in a small pond, but you know, he's he's a better player than than um, Roy Hodgson allows him to be. Yeah, uh, I can't. I yeah, no wonder he wants out. But um, yeah, he's still there. <laughs> he's still there. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, because he's more value. I mean, they're gonna they'll put a price tag on him that nobody's gonna want to touch because he's he's valuable enough to this to the team to keep them in the Premier League. But yeah, yeah. Without him, they'd probably be down, huh? I, I would. I would imagine. I mean, yeah. Christian Benteke hasn't been the same since he left Aston Villa. Um, yeah. So he doesn't score for fun anymore. And, uh, yeah, they just don't have a lot about him. But yeah, I I don't know. This this weekend just – I haven't been that pissed off after a football match in a long, long time. Um, it was just agonizing to watch, to go from literally jumping up and down in my living room to are you fucking kidding me? Uh, in the course of a couple of minutes because of that ridiculous uh, disallowed goal. I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> that That is, that is, that is football. That's the epitome of football from jumping up in your seat, ecstatic to gutted. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and we'll come back next week too. <laughs> right. Right. Well, we've got a midweek champions league match against, um, Oh crap! It's either PSV or IX. I can't remember. I think you guys. I think you. I think you guys have IX. Okay. Yeah, I, I knew it was a Dutch team. Um, yeah, and now that's going to be on CBS All Access. So TV is both a blessing and a curse for football supporters right now. Um, it's a lot better than when I came back in '99 uh, uh, from the UK, and there was Fox Sports World, and that was basically it. And and Champions League matches sometimes got preempted on ESPN by reruns of of classic baseball games. Yeah. Um, to now where everything's going to a selective streaming service and you're going to have to pay for that. Yeah. But well, it's better than nothing. It's better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hang in there, man. Uh, good luck this weekend. I think we have Lask LASK in the Europa League. Yeah. Um we'll see if Bale can make it sixty minutes or so. Yeah. We'll see and we'll see what happens. All right. Well, good luck to you. All right. Cheers. Cheers, man. Thanks again, Dylan, for coming on. Uh for making your second appearance. I think all my boys have uh have made two appearances now. Um so that's nice. It's nice. Uh th- so thank you for coming on. Dylan, Aiden, Brandon. If anyone else is into football, wants to come on and shoot the shit, hit me up. Uh, there's a messenger thing on Anchor, anchor.fm slash apostates anonymous. You can send a message. Uh, let me know you want to come on and chat about football or hit me up on Facebook. You know where to find me. You know where the fuck to find me. So let's, um, let's get into, uh, let's get into a little bit of a recap uh, of this week's, of this week's football. Um, we'll start with Tottenham. I suppose we came out flying, flying. I think a goal in the first first two minutes by Son again from Kane. 
same same thing. Kane dropping down, uh, dropping deep, and uh, hitting the ball over the top. Playing the false nine, you know he's um, he's dropping into into that into that deeper role and becoming distributor. He's also getting on the scoreboard. So uh, within the first twenty minutes, he then added on to that with two goals. So we were flying three nil up to West Ham um, at home, you know. That stayed all the way through halftime, all the way to the 80th minute. We had already brought Bale on. Bale had a great chance at a goal. Kane hit the post uh, later in the game. And then everything went to fucking hell. Uh, In eight minutes time, from the 82nd minute on, well, I guess a little longer than that because the last goal was in stoppage time. But nevertheless, after the 82nd minute, we gave up three fucking goals to West Ham. Fair play to West Ham. Tip my hat to them. They didn't give up. They kept fighting. They scratched that point out and totally deserved it. Probably felt like a win to them, the way they celebrated. Felt like a gutting loss to us. We dropped two points. We could have been third. This is the type of fucking year that you don't see a runaway like Liverpool last year you don't see a Man City running up by 10, 20 points at the end of the year. This Premier League season, at least at the start here, at least at the start, it's early. This is a fight to the end. And a lot of teams are in it. Fucking Aston Villa <laughs> and Everton and Leicester, Arsenal, City, Liverpool, Tottenham. They all have, you know, they're all up toward the top. Like, people are dropping points when they shouldn't have. If if, if, you, if some team could just put together all these wins that they should have, like, they'd be running away with some things. And uh, it's just, it's been, a, it's been a weird season so far. So anyway, I want to critique Tottenham as a Tottenham supporter because we shouldn't have, we shouldn't have blown that lead. You're going to give up a goal every now and then in the 80th minute and beyond. When you're up three, if you if, if instead of winning, I know you wanted a clean sheet, but if you gave up just one goal, it'd be like, whatever. Kind of stings a little, but those things happen. Davison Sanchez got beat on that first header. Whatever. And then the own goal by Davison Sanchez. Again, I don't know if he's just not developed like I thought he would. We paid a lot of money for him. He seems about as good as he was when he started with Tottenham. I don't know if he's improved that much. He's always in the squad. Well, not always. I take that back. When Dyer's healthy, he's in the. I mean, he's still in the squad a lot. And I, I just think he shouldn't be making those mistakes. And speaking of mistakes, I like Harry Winks. But you've got to know the situation. You know this is almost the last kick of the game. Lanzini's goal, take nothing away. Goal of the year nomination may end up being the goal of the year. That strike was unstoppable. It was fucking ridiculous. He would hit one out of a hundred like that. <laughs> take nothing away from Lanzini. I think he's a decent player. But that, that would strike was something special. But Harry Winks needs to know, just thump the ball clear. He tried to play it out through the center. And it still stuck, took a, a ridiculous strike to beat Lurie. But 
you got to just thump it clear. you got to know the situation. You've got to know the situation of the game. You have a chance to thump it clear to half halfway. The ref blows the whistle. It's over. 3-2. You walk away feeling pretty fortunate that you snuck out of there with a win after being up by three. Instead, he dinks it around someone and tries to play it out, and Lanzini hits a, hits a wonder strike. So, I, I don't know if it's like the psychology of Spurs. I don't know if it's like a lack of ruthlessness. That game should have been put to bed. It was put to bed, and somehow the window was left open, and, you know, the intruder was let in the door, or let in the window. I got to stick with my analogies here, Matt. Focus. It's just, it's just so frustrating because Tottenham, for all intents and purposes, should be fighting for Premier League. I don't know why we can't set our hopes to win the league. I'm not saying they're gonna, but that should be the goal. Like, there's no reason other than their own mistakes that they shouldn't be fighting for the Premier League. And if not that, silverware of some sort this year. You've got Kane, Son, Bale. Like, that is a front three that is on par with anyone in Europe. The midfield should be really, really solid. Hoiberg, Ndombele, Winks. Deli Alley can't even get in the squad right now. The fullback play, Doherty, Reglion, centerbacks, Dyer, Sanchez, Alderweireld, top-notch goalie. Like, we should be top four. I'm not saying easy, but we should be top four. We should be disappointed if we're not top four with that lineup and that coach. So right now we're sitting seventh. We would have been sitting third if we won, and we should have won. So it's disappointing. It's disappointing that every goddamn fucking year it seems about like this. There seems to be these these matches that we just I don't know what it was. All of a sudden it's like you get 3-0 up and instead of keeping the pressure on, you just you you, you get into a shell and expect West Ham to just lay over and die, but they didn't. You know, you got to fight for 90 fucking minutes. I don't care if you're up 3-0. Like, have some fucking, you know, have some fucking balls, man. So, it, it's upsetting. But, there's hope. I think we're going to get, I think we're going to get back on the winning, <laughs> the winning streak, the winning track. Uh, then, we got two, two matches the rest of this week. When this does come out, we would have played Lask, L-A-S-K, in the Europa League group stage. We've got that tomorrow, yesterday, if you're listening. And I hope to God we get a win there, get three points, get get off on the on the front foot in Europa League, and then we uh, I think we go away to Burnley on Monday, Monday night football. Are you ready for some football? A Monday night powder. So I think we're gonna get a win there. Burnley are shit. Where are they sitting right now? Uh, Burnley are sitting 18th. They've got one point from four games. Holy fuck! Are they that bad? Really? Okay, they're that bad. But look at the top of the table. This shit's crazy. <laughs> this shit's crazy. Everton, they got a draw against Liverpool, as we talked about with uh, Dylan. 
Everton, 13 points. Aston fucking Villa. Four, with a game in hand. With a game in hand. Four matches played, four wins, 12 goals for, uh, two goals against. They're giving up a half a goal a game. Who would the fuck pick that? Will they sit there second at the end of the year? I doubt it. But, God, who knows? It's 2020. Anything goes. Liverpool sitting third. Uh, They've dropped, let's see, five points in the last two games. Uh, Leicester City sitting fourth. But look at this. Having lost two in a row. (laughs) They're still sitting fourth, but they've lost two in a row. And then Arsenal lost two out of three. Two out of three. They're sitting fifth. Uh, They lost to Man City. And then Wolves, Wolves lost two in a row and then won two in a row. They're sixth. Tottenham, uh, we haven't lost since opening day. And we're sitting seventh. Chelsea right behind us. Chelsea's one of those teams. They can't fucking defend to save their life. Uh, West Ham, ninth. Leeds finishing off the top ten. Notice, in the top ten, I did not say the word Manchester. (laughs) And to be fair, both City and United have a game in hand. They played one less than than much of the other teams. But City are sitting 11th and United are sitting 15th. They did get a win against Newcastle. Uh, I think they scored like 17 goals in the last minute. No, they, they won 4-1. to one. They scored. It was 1-1 to one and all of a sudden I looked and it was 4-1. to one. I was like, what the fuck happened? Uh, they took a page out of old uh, West Ham United's book. And they, uh, and they took it to uh, Newcastle. But it's, it's, uh, and then poor, poor Fulham, Sheffield United, Burnley, West Brom, they're all shit. Um, they, they round out the bottom. It's been an interesting fucking year so far, man. It's been an interesting year. In all of football, look at, uh, Man United. We kicked the shit out of them. Man United start their Champions League by beating, uh, PSG. Paris Saint Germain. Wee, wee, wee. They beat him two to one yesterday, uh, the other day. Yesterday, it's like this shit is just topsy turvy, man. It's the strangest year. It just fits right in with the theme of 2020. Strange, strange shit. So let's get into my predictions. I'm not doing so well on my predictions this year. I think the only thing I've really gotten right. This is what I've gotten right so far. Fulham are shit. They're in last place. West Brom are shit. And um, I picked West Brom, Brighton, and Fulham to be like uh, the three that get relegated. They're all looking pretty close to trying to fight for that. I picked Everton to be better. Obviously, they've exceeded my expectations there. I had Liver- I had Liverpool and City fighting for the top. City's come out to a limp. They did beat Arsenal last week, but they've been limping along. Um, so the things I've got wrong, Man United so far. I had him top four. And 15th, they got a long way to go. And, uh, yeah, I think everything else, Aston Villa, no one had Aston Villa. No one had Aston Villa. I had them struggling. <laughs> maybe maybe they won't win again this year, but they look fucking good. Uh, and so speaking of Aston Villa, we're starting off uh, Friday. We got a Friday match. Aston Villa at home to Leeds. Um, Aston Villa are going to drop points. I'm going to go I'm gonna go draw, 2-2 draw. West Ham at home to Man City. Man City's going to win. Uh, Fulham and Crystal Palace. God, God help anyone who watches that match. Um, I think uh, we might see a draw. No, no, Palace is going to win. They're going to win. 1-0. Uh, 
And then, oh, Man Man United and Chelsea. How do you even pick this game? 4-4? 5-4? Do any of these teams play defense? Nope. Sure don't. Um, oh, got it. Old Trafford. I'm going to go uh, 3-2 Chelsea. Liverpool, Sheffield United. 2-0 Liverpool. Southampton at home to Everton. Southampton sucks at home. Um, Everton, they have to lose eventually, but it's not going to be to Southampton. 2-1 Everton. Wolves in Newcastle. Uh, Wolves are going to get that one. 3-1. Arsenal and Leicester. That's a, that's a good match. That's a really good match. 4-5 in the table. Uh, Leicester's lost two in a row. Arsenal lost last week. I'm going to go Arsenal 2-1 at home. They're going to beat Leicester City. And we're going to see Leicester City with a three-game losing streak. And I picked Leicester City to fall off this year a little bit. And they started out strong, but uh, I don't know. I don't know about them. Then Brighton and West Brom for the earlier Monday match. And, um, God, does anyone care who wins this? Uh, this is just a pick em. This is a pick em game. I'll say 1-1 draw. And then Burnley at home to Tottenham. Tottenham 3-1. Like I said, we don't do clean sheets. I would love to start. I thought last week we were going to get one. It was 3-0. Let's go in. Let's just let's just uh, carry this one over the line. We decided to shoot ourselves not only in the foot, but in the fucking face. So uh, we're going to turn it around. And we are going to get a win against Burnley. If we don't, um, this will be the last episode. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'll come back. I like bitch moaning and complaining, so if they lose, I'll come back and rant and yell for five minutes. It'll be a five-minute episode of me just yelling, ah, fuck. Uh, so that's that's my predictions. I hope you enjoyed Dylan's uh, expertise, his breakdown um, of the, uh, the Everton and Liverpool match. I will say, uh, he told me that Jordan Pickford is getting, like, threats and abuse. There's no room for that. You know, the guys where there's no room for racism, there's no room for violence at all. Jordan Pickford did not mean to hurt v- Virgil van Dyke. No one no one playing the game is meaning to hurt. I mean, every now and then, someone's an asshole. But Jordan Pickford is not that. It was a rash challenge. It was not something you want to see in the game. You don't want to see that. But he's not trying to blow out someone's ACL. Just like Hyungman Son did not try to like destroy Andre Gomez's knee. When that happened, which was, br- I mean, brutal, brutal injury. Hyungman Son was weeping bitterly about it. So I would say, I would, I, would, I would give people the benefit of the doubt and say Jordan Pickford is like that. People are like that. They want to they win with everyone on the pitch. They want to beat the best. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to win because they took someone out, one of the best players, none of that shit. So, we got to we got to get that kind of shit. It's a game. It's a fucking game. It's a sport. It's fun. There's no room to like threaten people because your team lost their best player and you think it's someone's fault. Yeah, it is someone's fault in one way, but it's not on purpose. So, we got to get that out of the game. So don't be a cunt if you're a sports fan. All right, you can treat you can treat your friends cunty, but don't really be one. All right. So with that being said, catch y'all next time. Make sure you check out the regular episode on Monday. We're gonna be talking to Jeff Turner, 
author, podcaster, speaker. Uh, you're going to not want to miss that one because Jeff is a great dude. He wrote the foreword for From the Blood of Abel, one of my books that you can get on sale right now on Kindle for $3.99. Uh, he's a good writer, good good talker, good thinker. He's got the best words. Uh, yep, we'll, we'll do that on Monday. So enjoy your weekend. Enjoy football. 